Bush and Ridgie here with your daily takeaway podcast. Good to have you on board. You've got a hell of a show ahead of you. Going to be talking about our mountaineering that we're doing. And there's one item of clothing which we haven't talked about that I'd like to throw in the mix. And this has come from my cycling weekend in Devon. Have you ever worn padded shorts before? I have, yeah. For a cycle rider many years ago. Well, see, I'd never been anywhere near them, even though I've been cycling for years. I've never worn padded shorts. And uh, they blew my mind at the weekend. Mm. If I I wasn't wearing padded shorts for this, this thing I did, I think I would be walking like John Wayne now. And it's a game changer. Now, the ones I bought are quite funny because it's like, um, they're like shorts, but with braces, like um, oh, right. Cannon and Ball, <laughs> Bobby Ball. Okay. So they go underneath your T-shirt, but you look like you're about to, you know, jump off the turnbuckle in the WWE. Wow. But I mean, those would be quite good for going up Snowden, wouldn't they? Do you know what I mean? Every time he's sitting down on a rock to have a bit of Kendall Mint cake, you can, you've got padded something to sit on, you know what I, I mean? Think, I think you're onto something here. I think that'd actually be be very useful in, in some other walks of life. If you think about um, sitting on a, a, a seat on a train these days or, yes. or, or on the tube, there ain't the padding that there used to be on the old trains. It, it used to be like being sat on a sofa. Nowadays, it's like being sat on a plank of wood. If you're walking around with padded shorts on, yeah. you're carrying the padding with you. That's a good point. The New trains have got less good seats. They have. Like they want you to sit around for too long. Uh, on top of that, it fills out the booty. People are always trying to get their bums done these no, days. No, see, some of us don't need that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's a work in progress. <laughs> this is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. The soundtrack to your journey home. I hope it's uh, less eventful uh, for you uh, than it was for me on my way in today. I was just uh, uh, sat there minding my own business and at uh, one of the stations on the way in, two couples uh, got in and sat in the uh, the bay of seats next to mine. Obviously, uh, on a day out together. Bless them. Um, about half an hour left of the train journey in and uh, all sorts of stuff they were covering off in their conversations and then, for whatever reason, they got onto the subject of oat milk. It always ends up there, doesn't it? <laughs> any ch- any chat on a train. What is the strangest argument you have ever been witness to or indeed been part of because I promise you they started arguing about oat milk and by the time they got off the train at Liverpool Street there was a frostiness <laughs> and the two couples who were obviously going out for a day in London together were barely talking to each other. Excuse the pun, it sounds like the atmosphere turned. It did quite quickly. somewhat, it did. What were they, so the, uh, in terms of oat milk then, what were they kind of, what was the disagreement? I'd say that they were uh, both couples that maybe were in their early 70s. Okay. Uh, one couple drinks oat milk, the other doesn't, and the the people that were drinking oat milk uh, were extolling the virtues of how healthy it was, and the others were saying, well, it can't be, because they, they, they must use chemicals to extract the, uh, to extract the, uh, the milk from the oat and all this kind of stuff. And it just went up and up and up. And I could not believe what I was seeing. I was thinking, there's so much going on in the world right now. Please don't get worked up about oatmeal. I love I love overhearing people falling out, though. It's great. Whether it's just like, uh, just, you know, proper face-to-face arguments. Like hearing a good um, Kurt kind of chat on the phone. On You know when someone's trying to keep their voice yes. down and annoyed with that other half? Yes. All right, don't, don't pick me up then. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I was five minutes late. You don't have to pick me up. I love stuff like and that. And the wonderful thing for people like you and me doing this job, I'm sat there thinking, got to talk about this oatmeal argument later. Yeah. This is fantastic. So share, please. I have it in me coffee. I don't even know why I do it. I have oatmeal for breakfast. Once again, don't know why, but... Um... I just like paying a bit more for no reason. <laughs> uh, Mark says, myself and my wife had a massive argument over which hand it is acceptable to hold your fork in when scooping up peas. <laughs> so the weird thing is, right... If someone was to, to ask me now, which hand do you hold a fork in? Yes. I couldn't tell you unless I've got a fork. 
Can you? I mean, I don't know. I literally don't know right now. Don't know. Left, I would say. Left hand. I have to imagine knife and fork in my hands. Can't um, do it. But then if I'm scooping peas. Yeah, no, it'd be left hand. You can see how it splits a couple of people up. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? You're a man that's uh, not a stranger to an argument, I would say. Thank you very much. Well, I mean, I the thing I've seen that is stuck with me to this day, I used to uh, be, I worked in catering before getting involved in this radio game. Uh, I used to <laughs> you work can't out, work out what I hand to hold a knife before. Well, this is it, a terrible start. I used to polish <laughs> the stuff and wrap it up, but never yeah. use it. Uh, I used to work at a place called the Berryhead Hotel in Brixham, and we used to do a lot of weddings there. And I'll never forget working at the wedding of this kind of family, from local family, massive wedding, hundreds of people there or whatever and there was some weird kind of friction between the bride and groom and I came back that night to do the evening shift and the groom had gone out in the evening with his mates instead wow. of like spending the time with his new wife Wow! and uh, the next morning I did the breakfast shift and he was asleep on the floor in the hallway outside the <laughs> matrimonial bedroom. This so, is brilliant. What a great start to that relationship. Uh, Emma's in Cheshire my youngest daughters used to argue over who had the most bubbles on their side of the bath. Fair point. I say used to because only they're older now they don't bathe together otherwise they still would. Uh, Alexandra says, I once had an argument with my boyfriend that stemmed from not understanding what a cob was. He meant a bread roll. I kept yelling, we don't have any sweet corn, because I thought he meant corn on the cob. <laughs> Brilliant. Slap a minute round there, Ash. And Elisa, strangest argument you've witnessed. Well, it, <laughs> it was a couple on the train, and they were quite, quite middle class. We were coming back from Waterloo, and they got on the train, and then they started arguing. As they said, fine, they, they were probably carrying on from an email or, or some communication they had in the day. And I was sat right next to them. And they honestly, it was very um, informative. And they, they actually kept me busy with all this great information all the way to my stop. So, yeah, it was really, really good. Where did they want to go? Uh, Vietnam. She wanted Vietnam. Um, she's been before and she absolutely loved it. And I, I'm not sure where in Vietnam. And, and he wanted Thailand because he said they hadn't been before and he wants to have that experience. Um, wow. And and so so it was the whole. Um, I think she wanted to go visit the rice areas and and things in Vietnam, and he wanted Thailand. He wanted the beaches. Um, she wanted more cultural scene, and he wanted more beach vibe. Do you know what? <laughs> Some people don't realise how lucky they are because our conversation recently has been in terms of holidays, Swansea or Swindon. So <laughs> it's Vietnam or Thailand. Are we going abroad this year? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Crazy. So I mean, would you go to either of those countries? Um, I, I wish I could, but honestly, now I want to. I think I, I'm I'm going to start saving. <laughs> Well, so overhearing their argument has actually now made you choose a particular holiday destination. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was so informative. So, you know, these arguments could actually be quite um, quite beneficial if you, <laughs> if you if you listen in. That'd be amazing. Right. A, an That's amazing new way of marketing, wouldn't it? A, a plant <laughs> arguing, arguing couple yes. to actually make the other person listening thinking, no, I'm going to go and do that. Yeah, 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 I totally. Know. Without knowing, they've actually they've contributed to the travel industry in both these countries. <laughs> That's a good point. So if you hear someone on the train arguing about Shark versus Dyson, you're being set up, OK? Because they're trying to market to you. Hey, there's a niche market there. <laughs> uh, Amy, strangest that you've seen? Yeah, a uh, boyfriend I had years ago, um, we had an argument over a tea tree lip balm because he used to use it and I couldn't find it, so I accused him of, you know, losing it. He said he hadn't. It escalated and actually we ended up splitting up the same evening. <laughs> Split up over a tea tree lip balm. Yeah, that was the running joke between us for a long time, is that we split up over a lip balm, yeah. Wow, so you must see tea tree lip balm now and it reminds you of him. I've never had one since. What, a boyfriend or tea tree <laughs> lip balm? <laughs> yeah.
probably shouldn't have had him as a boyfriend, really, should I? But yeah, no lip balm. <laughs> uh, you can email us, hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk. Tim Berridge from Glasgow has emailed in. says, guys, I was filming a classic car rally, the Flying Scotsman, over the weekend. Two Germans in a 1936 Riley. Starts like, sounds like the start of a joke. Two Germans in a 1936 Riley missed a checkpoint in a farmyard. Standing behind a wall, I could hear them shouting at each other whilst trying to figure out where they were and where they were supposed to be. As they drove off, still shouting at each other, I looked out and the navigator started hitting the driver over the head with the map book. <laughs> what an amazing argument. Uh, Rob's hanging on. What have you seen, Rob? Well, basically, I was walking down uh, the corridor at work and there's a lady behind me on a phone and she was having an argument and all I heard, kept hearing was no, no, no. Um, all, you know, that gives me a sweaty back and I don't like custard. No, 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 I'm not doing it. OK, and was there any clarification as to what she was talking about? Oh, no, n- n- not really. No, I, I just sort of struggled to this day to try and put the two together. It would stay with you, that, wouldn't it? It would do, yeah. It gives me a sweaty back and you know I don't like custard. Like custard. Well, listen, thanks for bringing that into our collective uh, imaginations, my friends. <laughs> That's all the You're audience now welcome. thinking about I'll that one. To please. <laughs> the Daily Takeaway. We need to talk about the UK emergency alert test. Have you heard about this thing? The test alert is going to take place 3pm on Sunday uh, and it will be received on all mobile phones along with sound and vibration for up to 10 seconds. Uh, It's a test of emergency alerts, a new UK government service that will warn you if there's a life-threatening emergency nearby. Do they know something we don't? Why the, why the sudden need for a klaxon? They've never mentioned a klaxon before. We've been through a pandemic together, there's no klaxon. Now they're saying, get ready on Sunday, your phone's going to come out with this thing. Uh, but what I found interesting about it is that there's been no mention of what the noise is going to be. Like, oh. your phone's going to do something, yep. but you don't know what it's going to be. So let's, I just thought on home time we're always, you know, getting ahead of the curve. Uh, what noise, anything in the world that's so annoying that it would like make people stop in their tracks could be used for the UK emergency alert test. Any any suggestions? There's a weird one that comes straight to mind. As a, as a, as a, as a one-time dog owner, I think the sound of a dog throwing up oh. is something I can just, I can just hear <laughs> from anywhere. Even if you're in, like, another room, you're thinking, is that the dog What's throwing up in the there? kitchen? Was he either... Cats are pretty bad as well it's with that kind of thing. awful. So if that went off at 3pm, my ears would prick up. I'm going to go for foxes getting amorous. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? If yeah. that's the life of a fox, yes. it sounds awful. It I mean, sound the best you've got to look forward to is that. <laughs> Maybe that's why the dog's thrown up in the middle the, of the night. Yeah, he's seen it. Sees the fox doing that. Uh, Simon says the noise of my neighbour vacuuming, vacuuming his already spotless car at eight in the morning. Uh, that'll be a good one. Uh, Onion says the sound of someone dropping a glass in a pub. It's physically impossible not to acknowledge it. That's a good point. A lot of people voting for this. It's Torres to give Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> Gary Neville's explosion <laughs> from the Champions League not that long ago. That's very good. That would work. Has enough time passed, uh, some people are suggesting here, has enough time passed for the crazy frog ringtone oh. to actually be effective? Surely no one's actually having that now as a ringtone on their phone. So if you I heard bet, it... I bet there are. There can't be, surely not. If, you, if you've if still got crazy frog ringtone, A, you've got a lot of issues to work through, but do get in touch with the show. Uh, so this, these two are unfair. Sam says the da-da-das from 500 Miles by the Proclaimers. No. You've been to a wedding, you've been singing that's yeah. one of the best bits of the night and then this person says the sound of a bumblebee that's, that's not going to be heard is it it's, it's really quiet and it's also they're lovely aren't they bees yeah, boys, they're, they're critical to nature very important so yeah. think harder it's Torres to give Chelsea a place in the Champions League final the headline has been written 
can I just say, in terms of the amount of text and stuff we've had in, I didn't realise how widespread the um, prank of the naughty lady moaning sound was. It's not just Lineker that gets it. Put it that way. Uh, Janice from Friends. Oh, my God, says Catherine from Leicester. That'd be good. Sophie's tweeted, claiming to have heard the noise being played on Newsround. How have Newsround got it, but the rest of us haven't yeah, heard but, it? What, as in John Craven? As in John Craven. Says it does one beat, then a pause, then a long, high-pitched beep. But Sophie goes on to say, if I could choose a noise, I'd choose my cat meowing very loudly outside the bedroom door when she wants to come in. That'll wake you up. Andrew Wilcox says the sound of Grandad crashing to the floor. Too soon, Andrew. <laughs> CJ says a vote for the noise of a knock at the door uh, when you can't quite tell if it's the neighbours or maybe the gate. Thank you for that. I'm fairly unclear. And we've got Steve on the line. Steve, what noise would you go for? Bianca off EastEnders shout, Ricky, that's annoying. That'd be good. So, like, if, you know, push comes to shove and bad things are happening, can you do an impression of what that might sound like coming out of people's phones on Sunday? Hang on, then. Um, <laughs> that was higher than I expected. Yeah. You give it one more go. <laughs> I've not watched these tennis for a little while, but I've got a feeling that uh, the, the, the Ricky and Bianca ship has sailed somewhat. So <laughs> I'm loving the fact that in 2023 you're suggesting it is brilliant. No problem. Cheers, lad. Thanks very much. Cheers for calling right. in. Catch you later. See ya. Uh, quite a few people lined up. Let's uh, let's get one more. Uh, Harrison. No way. Yeah, oh, yes, yes way. Yes way, my friend. Yeah. Yes way. Uh, okay. What noise are you suggesting for the big alert on Sunday? Well, I'm suggesting um, the noise from Dumb and Dumber with, um, when Jim, Jim Carrey says, I want to hear the most annoying sound in the world. And then he like, screeches really loudly. Do you know what? It's been a long time since I've watched Dumb and Dumber. A few people have suggested this particular thing. Could, could you do it for us, Harrison? Because I can't remember what noise Jim Carrey then makes. Uh, well, <laughs> so you go something like... <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, can you do that, but longer? Let's extend it out a little bit more. Let's ma- imagine this is the actual okay. test on, t- on Sunday. Here we go. Okay, three, two, one. <laughs> and, and Harrison, just for our interest, whereabouts are you right now? I'm in the van, coming home from work. <laughs> <laughs> what a day, Harrison, what a day. Yeah, what a day. This is The Daily Takeaway. Every Tuesday, we get our toasty machine out and uh, concoct yet another culinary masterpiece. But as you also know, we're just over a week away from climbing Snowden for Cash for Kids Day. uh, And we thought, let's bring the two together. Surely our toasty machine could give us a rather energy-inducing snack uh, that we could possibly use on Snowden itself. And if you have enough extension leads, we could cook halfway up. Yeah, we could. What about that? But we kind of wanted something, you know, like... uh, Maybe, maybe invent the next hiking snack. Uh, everyone knows that whenever you talk about rambling or walking, whatever, people are always going about Kendall Mint Cake. So on my on my little cycle to work, I normally go past, uh, is it Mountain Warehouse? Mm-hmm. So I've, I've parked up today and got us two blocks of uh, Romney's uh, Kendall Mint Cake. Perfect. Uh, it says on the back of it, this, this is like two lots of, uh, of 90 grams. Romney's Kendall Mint Cake was the first mint cake to be successfully carried to the top of Mount Everest on the 29th of May, 1953. Well, if it's good enough for Everest... 100%. Good enough for Snowden. Is this going to be all right in a, in a toasted sandwich? Well, this is what's really exciting about today. There's a couple of times we've been at the forefront of toasting things. I don't reckon anyone... I, I've never read, heard, seen anything about anyone toasting 
Kendall Mincake. It's never been done before. We're no. all about first on the home time show. In fact, at the, at the bottom of the back of the wrapper here on the Kendall Mincake, it says, apparently a member of the successful Everest expedition wrote, it was easily the most popular item on our high-altitude ration. Our only criticism was that we did not bring enough of it. Well, there we go. The Daily Takeaway. Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway. Home time with Bush and Richie, I'm not so sure about this. <laughs> no, me neither. We have received... Uh, an overwhelming number of uh, quite concerned messages from our lovely listeners about yeah. us eating this Kendall Mint Cake toasted sandwich ahead of going on Snowden next week. To the extent to, why have you put on your cycling jacket? Well, some bloke mentioned molten, like, lava. Yeah, well, I think he could be quite wise because as I've run my knife across this toasted sandwich that has got Kendall Mint Cake inside, it's sticky. Oh, yeah. It looks like... um. Is it Fox's Glacier Mints? Yeah. It's a bit like that. This could be a filling breaker, you know? Oh, this doesn't look good, does it? <laughs> I can't even cut you it. You can't cut it? Wow, this is like rock art. Mm, I know. Yeah, again, if Tim Burgess was to happen to walk by, I'm in my cycling jacket trying to saw open a Kendall Mint Cake Toasty. Right, here we go. I do hope we've got some dentists that listen to the show because we may need one. Um, you're still cutting. I still can't get into it. I'm in, I'm I'll in, I'm in, I'm in. Right, here we go. Three, two, two. one. Oh, mate. Oh, that's horrible. Oh, my God, that's absolutely the worst. That's the worst. That might be the worst thing we've ever had. Why is that so bad? It's, it's just mint and bread. It's sticking to my teeth. It's honestly <laughs> stuck to my teeth. We very nearly have accidentally called off our own Snowden trip with that thing. That's not going up the hill with us. Oh. Not in a million years. I think that's going to take a filling out. Right, we got we got some big we got some big problems in the studio. Richie is uh, plucking stuff out of his teeth as we speak. Uh, let's just say that the Kendall mint cake toasty sandwich thing is off the menu. Don't do it, guys. Don't do I it. I spat it out. The Daily Takeaway. Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway. So there's the show. Hope you enjoyed it. One final thing about um, padded shorts. We were looking at the the, the 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 pluses and minuses of padded shorts in day to day life. This is a bit of a weird thing to say, but sometimes you do you get as you get older, you need to go to the loo more, don't mm-hmm. you? Wouldn't it be great if you just had like a a grown up nappy? The padded short is a grown up nappy, and you didn't have to go to the loo. Like the amount of times we've got to nip in and out of the loo. Oh, hold on, I'll be back in a minute. We'll record that in a second. Got to go to the bathroom. What if you could just like let it go? <laughs> and it's, and you got padded shorts. Just ch- take out the padded bit, chuck it in the bin. When you're done at home, and then slot in a new one. I've been um, I've been with you for most of this this workshopping. Um, I may have to leave. You just I've just lost him. That's fair enough. I've lost him. He's gone.